Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, your host, Ken Brew, on News Radio 700 WLW. And it's another Saturday afternoon extravaganza. Welcome on in. Great to have you with us. Presented by Craftsman Electric. Craftsman Electric, quality craftsmanship. It is in their name. We are leading into Reds baseball. First exhibition game of the season coming up today. Coverage begins at 2.35. The war between uh, Ukraine and Russia has now eclipsed the one-year mark. And the funding continues from this country primarily. NATO is the general umbrella, but frankly, more money is coming from the United States to Ukraine than any other country in the world. We are providing not just money, we are providing armament. And even this past Thursday, Janet Yellen, the uh, Secretary of the Treasury, said that even more, even more millions of dollars are headed Ukraine's way. The price tag keeps going up and up and up. There is growing unrest, particularly among the rank and file here in the United States, about where this money is going and who is exactly getting the money and to what end. In fact, a recent AP poll showed that almost 70% of Americans uh, do not want more of a presence in Ukraine. It's even more divided along political lines, but even a majority of Democrats are now beginning to wonder exactly what are we up to and what's the end game here. And now this. Chinese President Xi Jinping, his senior foreign policy advisor, gave one of the strongest indications yet this week that Russia and China are strengthening their ties. And uh, we are ready to open deep strategic partnership. That was the quote from uh, Xi's senior foreign policy advisor. So if this alliance now goes through between Russia and China, Russia's got oil and nuclear missiles, China's got tech, what does that mean for the United States and the rest of the Western Hemisphere? And what does it really mean for this ongoing conflict that now, at this point, seems to be digging its heels in in Washington, D.C., on both sides of the aisle? Standing by is Ron Holloway. Ron Holloway's been on my show before. He's a former special agent and senior advisor at the U.S. Department of State. Master's degree in leadership and organizational development. And uh, we value his opinion, and it's great that Ron can join us again here on 700 WLW. Ron, how are you on this glorious Saturday? I'm doing great. I woke up at 6 o'clock this morning, thought we were doing this this morning. And uh, turns out I got a different show on Monday. <laughs> well, today is not Monday, I can assure you. Uh, no. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're here. Uh, you know, this this looks like it could be. Uh, something that Washington maybe knew down deep and feared down deep and maybe coming to fruition where Russia and China begin now to form an alliance and in the crosshairs are the NATO countries and in particular the United States. What do you make of this? You know, I want to look at it at the macro level, really. You know, the major muscle movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russia and China ideologically aligned. I mean, people don't hear it mentioned enough that Putin grew up communist Russia 
raised to be a KGB agent, uh, then took over with his KGB cronies once the wall came down, and, and now he has a thugocracy. And China's the same way. They may have free market economies, but they have totalitarian governments. And uh, they're in opposition to us. And then when we look at what's going on, it's, the way I like to look at it is it's an opening to negotiations, kind of the way they would do it in the mobster world where one mobster would come in and shoot up another mobster's place and they'd say, okay, they're showing force, time to renegotiate. And what's being renegotiated is the new world order. I don't mean black helicopters and such, but more in lines of superpowers and who's got what and, uh, you know, jockeying for influence throughout the world. Well, there's a growing feeling here. In fact, not a growing feeling. I think it's been there for a while that this war could have been negotiated to a, some sort of settlement and avoid what appears to be at this point an increase in conflict. Now, if what you're saying is true, there would have to be some sort of philosophical change, it would seem, inside the Beltway in Washington. Because you've got people that are beating the war drums on both sides of the aisle. You've got people like Lindsey Graham on the Republican side screaming not to cut back, not to negotiate, but to keep funding Putin. And, of course, on the other side of the aisle, you have the administration and a lot of the voices that are strong in his party. So there would have to be, it would seem to me, uh, some sort of... Um, some sort of change, policy change, inside the Beltway. I don't see anybody really now talking about a negotiated peace. Is this all a front, what we're hearing from the likes of the people I just mentioned? Or will there have to be some sort of policy change? I don't know. I think this is one of those moments that's bigger than we realize. Uh, it's ideological. It's a question of... You know, free world, Western Europe, United States, other countries aligned versus what Ronald Reagan called the evil empire. And, you know, I'm afraid of what country we'd be if we back down from being that shining city on the hill, mm -hmm. that person that people come to. Uh, as far as policy change, you know, I think the administration needs to do a better job letting people know where the money's going. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, just like with the Chinese balloons, when they didn't tell people what they were doing, what the plan was, conspiracies grew and anger grew. Same thing here. They have to be as transparent as possible to at least give the public some idea that we've got a plan. This is what we're doing, and this is why we're doing it. Well, it's important from a number of different reasons to let the people know. First of all, it's our money that's going over there. It's not coming out of Joe sure. Biden's bank account. So there has to be some accountability, and when Biden is out there saying we're going to send the the, the dollars for as long as it takes, uh, that's disturbing to me. That's that could be throwing good money at a bad problem. And secondly, you know, with 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 regards to uh, China and Russia, this is so big because you know that China is going to make a move on Taiwan. It's just a question yep. of when, whether it's three years from now, two years from now, or next week, they're going to make a move on. Taiwan. We've shown weakness in the way that we pulled out of Afghanistan. We've shown a willingness to fund this from a dollar standpoint to, quite frankly, a country that has been as corrupt as any over there, regardless of who's in, in power now and, and running that country. It's, it's just, you know, the Ukraine has not been a shining democracy, and there's even 
there, there's plenty of evidence of what um, the, the president over there is doing to various religious groups and other minorities over there. So this is not like this is some democracy that's under siege. Uh, I think the American people need to know, but my fear is, Ron, is I don't think the administration knows. I mean, the weather balloon thing, what was that all about? Why was that not explained? Did that catch them by surprise? And then they started shooting down anything that was flying under 40,000 feet that they didn't recognize. It seems to me that a lot of this stuff catches the administration by surprise. Does it seem that way to you? I think the change is happening so quickly and so drastically we're all caught by surprise. Sometimes surprises happen. I mean, ball from Donald Rumsfeld after 9-11, you have the known knowns, the known unknowns, and the unknown unknowns. And we're in a space now with a lot of unknown unknowns, and we have to let the public know what the known knowns are, let them know how we are going to find out the known unknowns, Mm. and then demonstrate confidence that when the unknown unknowns appear, we are positioned in resources, manpower, everything, and unity to be able to pivot and handle those unknown unknowns. We're yeah. navigating the rainforest right now. We're not taking apart a complicated machine. Yeah, I, and, and again, um, there's a way to, to do what seems to be the thing that the United States has always done, and you can do that in a public setting while behind the scenes you can do the things you need to do to avoid escalating conflict. And that's where I think I'm most, most disturbed by all of this. Uh, we mentioned at the top of this that oil is, is what Russia has and technology is what China has and steals, and together that is a lethal combination. Um, where where's the end game here? Because let's just say let's just say that this this conflict increases. Let's say God forbid that Biden sends jets over to uh, Ukraine and they wind up attacking Russia, and then all of a sudden that's clear and evi- clear evidence to the Russian people that right now I think are turning on on Putin. I think it's lukewarm mm-hmm. at best, and I think there's probably a little bit of uh, of a coup that could be starting to brew over there in 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 russia the minute those jets start bombing russia all of a sudden he can point and say the united states is attacking us uh conversely um if you're going to start negotiating some sort of settlement where's the end game because is putin just placated for a month two months a year and he's back at it again two or three years from now with a vengeance See, that's where I think I, I, I sense I sense there's it's kind of the amateur hour at play here in our country right now, and we talked about the knowns and the unknowns and what we don't know and what we don't what we do know. It just seems to me that every day this thing is a surprise to a lot of people in Washington, and that's why I think they're just throwing money at a problem right now. So you, I mean, you you've been a senior advisor at the State Department. If you're seniory, if you're a senior advisor right now at the State Department, what are you telling Anthony Blinken? I wasn't that high up as a senior advisor. However, I would say, one, we, let, we need to educate the public on what the national levels of power are, and what our options are. And uh, so you can use the acronym DIME. Mm-hmm. And I'd like everyone to know this, this is why I'm putting, it, I'm putting it out. So diplomacy, information, military, and economic. So we need to see, okay, we're not putting boots on the ground, but what are our diplomats doing? And what's the state of our diplomatic relationships with them and with the allies who we may be going to war alongside? 
and I'm just postulating that I don't know. Uh, what are we doing? What we're doing militarily is we're providing resources economically. What are we going to do to use that level of power? And I really think we need to do a much better job educating the public on the full array of what the government has in its, you know, all the cards it has to play in its hand. Sure. Because, Uh, you know, we're so used to just military, just military. We actually get a little more educated on that. Yeah. Ron Holloway is our guest, former special agent, worked in the, as a senior advisor at the U.S. State Department. What's the end game here, in your opinion, Ron? Does this thing come to some sort of uh, of an agreed agreement, some sort of negotiation to, as you mentioned earlier in this, uh, just outlining the new world order and who has what and who does what? Because um, Russia needs to sell its oil. China needs to export its goods. China's economy is not doing all that well. The world economy is not doing well. The United States economy, despite uh, indicators that it might be, is not doing all that well. Um, so from an economic standpoint, all three of these countries, China, Russia, and the United States, we all need each other. Uh, blowing mm-hmm. each other up doesn't seem to be an answer to any of those things. Um, yeah. I'm not going to postulate as to whether or not this would happen if Donald Trump was still president, but I think it needs somebody that can go in there and get everybody in a room and say, look, none of this is benefiting any of us. Let's figure out a, make it, a way to make it stop, because in the grand scheme of things, Ukraine is basically just the theater right now. The theater could be Taiwan or some other place here shortly. What are we trying to do here? But I don't sense there's anybody that wants to take that step. And that's what bothers me. So what, what's the end game here? How do you see this playing out? You know, I'm seeing a shift in world order. I'm seeing negotiation. Um, one thing I do know is we're talking about some thugs, and all they know is strength. And we can't, if we back out of Ukraine now, we need better at how we're doing it. But if we back out, they're going to push even further. Mm-hmm. The only way to deal with a bully is to stand up to him. And that's what we're doing. Uh, in terms of what we need going forward, you and me as Joe citizens, we need to keep cool, be prepared to prevail, and uh, put some of the petty differences we have aside, left and right. And, uh, you know, we had a Cold War for 50 years. We got through the Cuban Missile Crisis, Sputnik, arms races, and we still won. And while things will change, it will eventually settle out, and that will just be the new normal. Yeah. And to borrow from uh, Martin Luther King, the moral arc of the universe is long, but it tends to bend towards justice. Ron Holloway, he's a former special agent. You can find him at arrowcoachingllc.com. Uh, I hope you're right. Ron, thanks for your time again, man. Uh, I, I don't know why you were up at 6 a.m. Maybe you were getting excited about coming on my show at noon. But in any event, no, the day is long enough to Monday take a nap. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Thank thanks, you, Ron. Man. See you. Yep. Wow, Ron Holloway. You and I aren't aren't all that thrilled about what's going on over there, dollars aside. Uh, the Associated Press, which is hardly, hardly a conservative outlet. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It did, a, it did a poll. This poll is roughly 10 days old, but it did a poll. 48% of us say they favor U.S. providing weapons to Ukraine, 29% opposed. We're about evenly divided on sending government funds directly to Ukraine, 37 in favor, 38 opposed. But the polls show that only 19% of us, less than one in five, have a great deal of confidence in what Biden and his crew are doing to handle this. Uh, the views of Biden handling the war, a war are largely divided along partisan lines. Democrats, 40%, say they have a great deal of confidence in Biden. What does that say about the other 60%? Meanwhile, 59%, almost 60%, say limiting damage to the U.S. economy is more important than sanctioning Russia. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this thing festered and brewed under under Biden's watch. He knew it was coming. Whether or not Trump would have allowed it, I mean, that's a that's a conversation that's going down a rabbit hole. We have absolutely no idea. But right now, this same poll by the Associated Press, again, hardly a conservative outlet, shows that about a quarter of us, 26 percent, 26 percent of us, now say the U.S. should have a major role in the situation. That's down from 40% a year ago. 74, 74% of us say we should not have a major role in the situation. But the money keeps going over there. There's no accounting. We have absolutely no idea where that money is going and what it's doing. And what's the end game? You know, if Ukraine somehow, some way, holds off Russia, defeats Russia... What are we doing with Russia then in the wake of that? Are we going in? Are we nation building? Are we nation building in Ukraine? What are we doing? What's the end game? Nobody is saying anything except we're going to send more money. We're going to send more money. We're going to send more money. Our, our national debt is over $30 trillion, and we're just printing more money to send over to the Ukraine. It's not like we have everything figured out here, is it, in the United States about where that money can be going to? But, you know, again, Biden and his crew let us into this thing. And Holloway is right. If you don't show strength at this point, you're going to get whacked upside the head by something two or three years down the road that could be even worse. So we're kind of stuck. We're in the middle of it. But there needs to be a clear explanation of why we're doing it and an accounting of where that money is going. It is uh, 1223. It's the Saturday afternoon extravaganza. 700 WLW. I can describe the taste of the waters of a pure mountain stream. But it's something you should experience yourself. I can tell you of the man and his message. But Bill Cunningham is something you should experience yourself. Bill Cunningham. Monday at noon on 700 WLW. One of my favorite places on the planet is Little Miami Brewing in the heart of downtown historic Milford, and they have a brand new beer on tap today. It's called Reverberator. Reverberator. It's a Doppelbach lager. Reverberator. It's a collaboration with Fretboard, and it's this German Bach beer, rich and malty with a high alcohol kick. You will love it. Love it. 
It's on tap just today. And if you go there today, not only will you have great views of the Little Miami River, you can taste the best pizza and the best salads anywhere. Music tonight on stage, 7.30, Whistle Pigs. Tomorrow, Sunday, Tom Stevenson at 4 o'clock. Little Miami Brewing, it's your destination every single day, but especially on a day like today in the heart of downtown historic Milford. Folks, you heard that right. You come on down to me, your favorite Ohio Lottery retailer, and I could make your... Come back. It's the Saturday extravaganza, 1238. I am Ken Brew. About to get to on the show. We're um, leading into Reds baseball today at 230. Uh, 106. Why are more and more of us disgruntled at work? And it is a growing problem for management. Is it management's problem? Or is there something else going on here? Because you have a lot of people resigning, quitting, leaving the workforce constantly searching for another job. What's going on here? And why is it hurting productivity at so many different places? 136, FC Cincinnati opens its season tonight. And I'll be joined at 136 by Noah Davis, ESPN soccer writer extraordinaire, and we will talk about why FC Cincinnati has suddenly become the sexy pick inside MLS for this season. 206, Gary Sirick, he is a... Um, He's a financial planner. He's an investment counselor. He's somebody that knows money inside out. He has written inside out about money. And we're going to talk about uh, inflation, which we got a, a truer picture of what inflation was like here just the other day. And it's a lot worse than what you and I and everybody else might have thought. Anecdotally, we knew about that because, hey, look, we go shop for groceries. We put gas in our car. We do the things that everybody has to do on a daily basis. But it's a lot worse than what the government is letting on. So are you going to outlive your money, even if you think you're fat and sassy and can live to 100 and not skip a beat? You're going to outlive your money because the indicators now recently are there's a very good chance you might. So we'll get into that at 206. And in between, all kinds of different hijinks and things to do, and that's why we're glad you're here. You know, I mentioned that it was 12.38. But as you and I both know, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. There's one for you right there. Let's see what we got. Did you get this out of Little Miami and they didn't know about it? Sing about it, AJ. Up top again. Yes, 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 yes. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, baby. Set them up, my friend. Then what are we going to do? We're going to rally around it, aren't we? Then I'll be gone and you can let some other fool sit down. Love it. All of that on the show today in Reds baseball. I got the Reds starting lineup here today. You ready for this? You're going, you know, you're really going to need to do a deep dive this year as to who these people are that uh, are dressing out in Reds uniforms. Because even the most savvy baseball person may have to do this. Leading off and playing second base, Jonathan India. Tyler Stevenson bats second. He'll DH. Now, Stevenson, as they say, is, or as Rick Mitchell might say, is a progress in work this season because they're, they're going to limit the number of games that he's going to catch because he keeps getting, he keeps getting hurt. I mean, the guy just keeps getting hurt. They know offensively he is effective. 
And they're not going to roll him out behind the plate, I think, more than 70 times this year. Maybe 75, certainly no more than that. I've heard as, as few as 65 games. And so he'll DH a lot. He'll play first base a lot if they want to have Votto off the field on a given day or, or out of the lineup on a given day. Today he bats second and he'll DH. Batting third in right field is uh, a guy that the Reds picked up in the offseason from the Padres. Will Myers played for the Padres. He's probably the best acquisition they made this offseason. Uh, the rest of the people that they've picked up are, you know, they're, they're kind of roster fillers. The outfield itself is not particularly strong. In fact, I've heard it described as a 4A outfield. And so Myers becomes the most, uh, the most significant acquisition they've had in the offseason. He's in right field. Batting cleanup is Chad Pinder. He's at third base today. This is a guy that was a free agent. They picked him up from the Oakland A's in the offseason. Uh, he spent some time in the majors. He hasn't really had anything that he's done of significance. I believe he's got some postseason experience, but uh, he's at third base today. In center field today is Will Benson. Benson is a free agent they picked up from Cleveland. So he's in... Uh, He's in center field today. He's a left-handed hitter. Uh, so what's that? One, two, three, four, five. Batting sixth and catching is Luke Maley, who is from northern Kentucky. Played his high school ball there. Free agent. Cleveland, Tampa, Toronto are the places he's played at. See, they picked up a lot of catchers in the offseason, right? So they got they got Maley here because they're, they're only going to play Stevenson so much in behind the plate. So they picked up they picked up a lot of catchers. I think they signed three catchers. Kurt Casale is back. Uh Austin Romine is back. Maley's here. So they'll keep three of those four and that way they can you know they can, they have a rotation of some sort behind Stevenson. Uh batting seventh is Jose Barrero. Jose Barrero at this time a year ago was a highly anticipated minor leaguer that everybody thought was can't miss. Well, he missed. He was not good last year. Big guy. I mean, he's a, he's an oversized shortstop, but he can't hit, or he's, at least he, he's shown he can't hit. And when there's so much clamoring for, like, Ellie Dela Cruz, let's get him up here, let's get him up here. Um... If you, if you were to get Dela Cruz up here, I don't think you would get what you have been hearing about and seeing in minor league baseball. He's just not ready. And I wonder if Barrero just wasn't ready last year. We'll find out if he's learned anything in the offseason. Uh, but he's a shortstop today. He's batting seventh. Batting eighth in left field is Stuart Fairchild. Again, he was up here last year. And, you know, again, nothing exciting from Stuart Fairchild. Part of the mix out there in an outfield that looks like you might have a shot if you were to report to Goodyear. And batting ninth and playing first base is Jason Vossler, left-handed hitter. Vossler is a free agent they picked up in the offseason from the Giants. Nothing special. They're trying to look at everybody, I think, to see who, you know, who, who, who's got a pulse here, who can help. So there's the lineup. India Stevenson, Will Myers. That's one, two, three. Then it's Chad Pinder, Will Benson, and Luke Maley. That's four, five, six. 
789 today is Jose Barrero, Stuart Fairchild, and Jason Bossler. Cal Quantrill on the mound today for the Cleveland Guardians on the mound for the Reds is somebody I think you can get interested in, if not excited about. Left-hander Brandon Williamson. He was 5-2 and two in AA last year, 1-5 and five in AAA. And after you get past Lodolo and Green and Ashcraft, I mean, I don't know what they've got in terms of starting pitching. So it, it could be Brandon Williamson. I mean, uh, that that's what makes today, at least to me, somewhat intriguing. Joey Votto is, is not ready. He may not be ready by opening day. There's been a lot made about Votto, and this is his last year through the you know, through the, uh, the the Reds organization, I I don't anticipate the Reds exercising their option on him next year. That would cost them twenty million dollars. As it is, they have to pay him seven million just to go away next year. And it has nothing to do with Votto. Votto is he is going to be in the Reds Hall of Fame. Joey Votto is going to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Joey Votto, right now, if you were to have a conversation about the five greatest Reds players ever, I think you could have him in that conversation. I'm not sure I would include him. I think sometimes we forget history easily when it comes to sports. But certainly he could be in that conversation. He's easily top ten. Um, and so a lot of people think that this is going to be kind of a, a nostalgic year for Joey. Now, Joey held court with the media this week. And there were several in attendance, not the least of which was Bally Sports. Bally Sports had some audio up on YouTube uh, with Joey Votto. And I, I picked this bite out because I think it says a lot about his line of thinking, about where his head is at. He knows what's going on. I mean, he understands that he, was, he did not play well last year. There were compelling reasons. I mean, obviously, he was hurt. And he's had far too many years where April has been a lost month for him. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And he comes on and he starts hitting the ball well, but by the time he starts hitting the ball well, the Reds, it seems like, are, are out of contention. So, I mean, all that mixed in and understanding that his contract is the heaviest burden that the Reds are carrying financially. And honestly, if you can't, if you can't, if you as a baseball organization can't handle a $25 million a year ball player, then you got problems. You've got serious problems. The question is whether Votto at this age is worth the money and whether or not he can produce like he did two or three years ago. Anyway, here's part of what he had to say this week about what could be the final year here in Cincinnati. If I'm not part of the, the future group, um, be a part of the, the transition from you know mediocre play to championship play. So um, as far as thinking about uh, this being my last spring training, I don't think like that because I don't think that's going to happen. But I don't think like that. That makes sense. Well, again, I understand completely what he's saying. You can't think about, hey, this is it, and you can't think about, well, I'll be back next year. I mean, you just got to do what you got to do and get yourself ready. 
But I mean, in all sincerity, this is this is not about Joey Votto and what he's worth. It's about Joey Votto and his age, and he 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 is the product of contracts that were signed, not unlike Albert Pujols. And if you remember, the Cardinals took a hike on Pujols, and it was the Angels who signed him to the big money deal. But they're not unlike those contracts that were signed years ago, where you would get you know a player and sign him for ten years and. You know, fully understanding that the back end of that contract may not be all that advantageous. Well, that's where the Reds are with Votto. But in baseball, you've got to be able to handle those kinds of things and not put the rest of your lineup um, kind of like, I mean, <laughs> these, I know these guys wear names on the back of their jerseys. They ought to wear their bios on the back of their jerseys. Because, I mean, if you, I just gave you their lineup today and had to go down all of these players that they found in or, other organizations. And if you're not somebody that intently pays a lot of interest to who some of these guys are, you're probably, when I'm running down names like Pinder and Benson and Vossler, you're probably saying, who? But that's where it's at. First exhibition game later on today. It's coming up on 1250 News Radio, 700 WLW. Standing tall as his red cape of greatness gloriously flutters. I like that. Mighty Mike McConnell summons his circle of champions. The king of the roads, Chuck Ingram. The queen of the climate, Jennifer Ketchmark. And the Caesar of sports, Seg Dennison. And I get all that for free? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Together, they're the grand wake-up force that turns a ho-hum morning into a super morning. Now that's entertainment. Mike McConnell, Monday morning at 5 on 700 WLW. Gorgeous out there. We're looking for a high of 52, partly cloudy and nice today. Low of 32 tonight with some clouds. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, nicer. High of 60. Rain on Monday. We'll worry about it then. We are at 47 degrees, looking for a high of 52. But as I like to say, whatever high that you're looking for today, you go right out and grab it. 47 degrees at the Tri-State Severe Weather Station, News Radio 700 WLW. Well, you can add four more Major League Baseball teams whose local television rights are now in limbo. The Astros, the Mariners, the Pards, and the Rockies. All four of those teams, including three NBA teams and three NHL teams, they are all part of Warner Brothers Discovery. And they have told teams that it plans to exit the regional sports network business entirely within the next several weeks. This, in addition to the 14 Major League Baseball teams who have uh, contracted with Diamond Sports, owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, which owns Channel 12, which also is the um, parent company for Bally Sports, which, of course, carries Reds games and uh, the group paying the Reds in local television revenue rights. This Diamond Sports group is going to declare bankruptcy next month. They have just barely... Uh, stayed afloat, and they missed a payment that would have been an interest-only payment last month. So you couple that with the four teams today, that is now 18 Major League teams, whose rights are either out in limbo, and they're walking the plank. 
Diamond carries about $8 billion worth of debt. That's the Valley Sports Group. $8 billion with a B dollars worth of debt. It's told their leagues, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, NBA, it's told those leagues and teams that it plans to continue producing and carrying games either even through bankruptcy. Producing and carrying games is different than paying rights. And if that revenue stream, and it, it, it was estimated by Joe Sheehan, who I've had on the show many times, rates the best uh, sports newsletter in the business, any sport anywhere, but his primary concern is baseball. And uh, it's been estimated by Sheehan that the Reds get somewhere around 45 to $48 million a year in local television rights, if that money goes away, that is obviously money that cannot be used for things like signing players. Now, the devil is in the details, depending on whose books you look at and how they're, they're situated and how they're viewed. But there is going to be a lack of revenue stream from local television rights going into the Reds. You'll be able to watch games because Major League Baseball will take over the production of these games and guarantee that you, the viewer, will not be left out in the cold. It seems to me where all of this is going, in all leagues, is going to be streaming. It's not going to be regional sports networks. It's not going to be over-the-air television networks. It's going to be streaming, and you're going to have to pay a subscription price. What that price is, I don't know. Would that price include packaging where if you want to watch the Reds, you also have to include a package that includes the, for example, the Columbus Blue Jackets? Don't know. I do know that the days of sitting down, buying a cable TV package that includes Valley Sports is over or quickly will be over. And that the, team, the people that will suffer will be those that have to pay extra for the streaming rights to watch your team or and... The teams that are used to this big dollar revenue that's coming in from local television cable networks. It's changing. Four more teams. Four more teams affected by that this week. In addition to the 14 major league teams that were affected last week. The times, economically, they are changing. Why are you so unhappy at work? We'll get into that next on 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Changes may be coming for telehealth. This is the 1 o'clock report. I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now, the federal government wants to change the rules regarding how certain medications are prescribed. ABC's Brian Clark has those details. Under a new policy announced by the DEA, patients would need to see a doctor in person before being prescribed addictive painkillers or attention deficit disorder medication. This would reinstate rules that had been in place but were suspended during the COVID-19 pandemic. A proposal would also change how other drugs are prescribed. Drugs like Xanax and codeine could be given via telehealth, but in-person visits would be required for a refill. Brian Clark, ABC News. All right, checking traffic and weather together here on the big one. We've got a minor crash reported on 27, just north of the 275 uh, interchange there, just to the west of Forest Park. Otherwise, don't see any problems here in the Cincinnati tri-state region on the highways. 
Now, the latest forecast from the Advanced Dentistry Weather Center. Advanced Dentistry. It's true. A no-fear dentist experience is possible. Learn more at nofeardentist.com. Sunny weather. High of 50. Tonight's low 35. Sunny near 60 tomorrow. Right now, we're at 47 degrees. President Biden's upcoming budget plan will not be used in negotiations over raising the debt ceiling. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen spoke to Reuters and said negotiating over whether to pay the nation's bills is not acceptable. New sanctions are being imposed on Russia as we enter year two on the war on Ukraine. The sanctions aimed at interfering with Putin's ability to use cruise missiles by depriving the country of important technology. The man arrested here in Cincinnati by Forest Park police and accused of rape is in jail. 26-year-old Rodolfo Castillo is charged with attacking three women at his home on West Kemper Road this month. His bond set this morning in his arraignment and the grand jury will now consider the rape, kidnapping and aggravated robbery charges against him. The BMVs in Ohio, Kentucky and Indiana are not able to process driver's licenses or driving permits today because of a planned national maintenance now, other business can be done at the BMV, like vehicle registration. The Cincinnati Home and Garden Show is taking place at the Duke Energy Convention Center. More than 350 exhibitors on hand. The show's this weekend and next weekend. And the Reds are back on the radio. Your Reds update. They open Cactus League play this afternoon. They'll take on the Guardians in Goodyear. First pitch at 305 on the home of the Cincinnati Reds, 700 WLW. And your MLS soccer update, FC Cincinnati kicks off the season at TQL Stadium tonight against the Houston Dynamo. Kickoff on Fox Sports 1360 is at 730. I'm Sandy Collins. Next update at 130. News Radio 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Wendy's. Two for six dollars. The best deal in fast food. When you want the best deal on the best meal, choose Wendy's too. For podcast of the year, best comedy, crime, news, sports, and more. Tuesday, March 14th, join us for our 2023 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Thank you. Audible is a proud sponsor of the Audible Audio Pioneer Award. From groundbreaking originals to best-selling audiobooks and the best and latest in podcasts, you'll find your next obsession at Audible, the home of storytelling. Try Audible free. Sign up at audible.com. Now, your host, Ken Brew, on News Radio 700 WLW. Welcome on in. It's the Craftsman Electric Saturday afternoon extravaganza. Craftsman Electric quality craftsmanship, it is in their name. So, a lot of us just don't feel loved on the job. I'm not saying this uh, anecdotally. There is now proof as Gallup has released its yearly findings. They do these things year to year to see what employee engagement is like. In other words, are you really dialed in to what the company wants to do? And employee engagement in the United States fell in uh, 2021 to 36%. And in 2022, 32% of full and part-time employees working for organizations are now engaged. 32% in 2022. That's down from 34% in 2021, 36% in 2020. So just do the opposite math. That means that 68% of us don't really feel like we're dialed in all the time at work. And why? Well, the overriding um, thing that I took from this poll is that a lot of us are on the job and we do the job and we're not really appreciated on the job by those we answer to. That there's one strata for the people that run it 
And then there's another strata for the people that actually do it. And those who run it really don't give their feedback, let alone their appreciation, for those who actually do the work. And when you think about it, if only 68% of us are really engaged on the job, who is benefiting from that? Because certainly it's not the company. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And it can't be the people that are not engaged because they feel it's a total waste of time. So what's going on here? Standing by the way in is somebody that knows. She is a licensed professional counselor and the founder of the Brain Performance Center. She's been on our show many times, and it's great to have Lee Richardson back. Lee, how are you on this glorious Saturday? Hi, Ken. I'm doing great. How about you? I'm engaged. I'm totally engaged here. I can be well, nothing else too. but engaged. I've got to have great guests, great topics. I've got to make sure I hit my brakes and make sure all the commercials run. If, I, if I'm not engaged, the whole thing falls apart. You know what I mean, Lee? I do know what you mean, Ken. <laughs> you, know, if, and you know, the sad thing is, is a lot of people don't know what you mean. And I think so many people don't understand. It starts with engaging with your actual job and I, I can't tell you i used to have a previous life in the hr before i got into the brain health business and i think there's some overlap there mm -hmm. i've decided but it starts with really being focused and committed to the job and i can't tell you how many clients will come in and we'll talk about you know how's work going i don't know you know i'm not even really sure what I'm supposed to be doing these days. Yeah. So, you know, and you made the very good point. You know exactly what needs to happen when you're on the radio. You need, you know exactly what needs to happen and when it needs to happen and and what you have to do to make it happen. But a lot of people don't. Yeah, I you know, I can't tell you the number of uh in my previous life when I when I worked in local television. I can't tell you the number of meetings and seminars that we were called to as a group, the bottom line was everybody needs to get up. They got to get focused, and this is what we're going to do. And we're going to break off in teams, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And it, it, five, five minutes, ten minutes, a day later, we were right back to where we were because, quite frankly, there wasn't a culture, there wasn't an atmosphere that fostered that kind of engagement. It was this has got to get done here, here, and here. And the only reason why it has to get done here, here, and here is because the person that was assigning the work or the person that was overseeing the work didn't know what they were doing. And so all the meetings and all the kumbaya and all that in the world, it really didn't matter to anything because there was no focus or clarity coming from above. And I'm not letting employees off the hook. I think a lot of the problem here, Lee, is it comes from the C-suite, which really doesn't know what it wants other than to make as much money as possible. That's what I think is going on. And I can't disagree with that. And, you know, managers used their responsibility used to be to oversee tasks. But really what managers need to be doing today is coaching performance. Mm -hmm. I've had, I've had people say they come in and they're so excited. They have a new dog and they'll come, but does anybody at work 
No, they have a new dog. Did, are they able to take their whole self mm-hmm. to work mm-hmm. and share? I got a new dog, or oh my gosh. I've had uh, countless people say, you know, my boss didn't even know my kids' names. And my kids are 9 and 10, Lee. And I've been there for 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, they're not engaging. They're not recognizing people for who they are on a whole self level. And when you go and you feel like nobody cares, and nobody cares that the most exciting thing that's happened to me in a month is I got this new puppy, or I'm getting married, or we're getting a new house. I mean, there's all these life events that are really bring us great happiness, and we get a lot more joy out of them when we can share them and mm-hmm. we can talk about them. Yeah. But if you go to work and you think nobody care, nobody wants to hear that. They just want to know, did I get my, you know, A, B, and C done today? That's yeah. all they care about. Well, I'm, I'm and looking, I think that's the cause. I'm looking at this Gallup poll. And uh, their, their age and gender are, are both mitigating factors in a lot of the metrics that they got from this. Like, for, in, for example, age. It says engagement for those under 35, which would be the Gen Zers, the young millennials, decreased by four points. And active disengagement grew in the same group. It increased by four points. So, again, I go back to age. It's not like like the old days. It's not like what the boomers went through where you would work 30 years at a company, 40 years, 50 years at a company. They have a nice party for you. You retire. You get the gold watch and off you go. I think I think what 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 the younger demographic is looking for is a job a job that fits their lifestyle and i'm looking at the things that that again millennials and gen z's care about they they want somebody that cares about them on the job somebody who encourages them things you just talked about their opinions matter they have a friend at work and all of that is kind of like uh, a mitigating factor as to why there's this disengagement in america why is it so important, in your opinion, for younger people to have that, and maybe for people that were uh, older, the the boomers and whatnot, the greatest generation, if we want to bring them into the conversation? Why none of that really mattered? Why is this important now? Well, I think our whole shift has changed. I don't think we are awareness of mental health, which is brain health, used to be so minimal. You know, if you got up, Ken, and you just didn't know if you could go in and get through the day, you would get up and you'd have the nastiest little conversation with yourself. Come on, man, power through. And I think that people have started to recognize, you know what, it's okay to not be okay. And this suck it up buttercup talk I have with myself over and over and over, that that's not getting me anywhere. Mm. And I think that people are more focused, which, and I believe they need to be, because brain health is physical health. Everybody, so you, you learn that you've got something wrong with your heart. Everybody is so concerned about dying, but you've got something wrong with your brain. They're just like, oh, get over it. You know, yeah, just yeah. come on. Yeah and, yeah. and what we've learned, I mean, the brain is an organ just like the heart. And stress will affect the brain mm-hmm. just like it does the heart. And I think that people have become more aware that of what their mental health is. And I think that people have become more aware 
uh, that they need that they need to feel that social connection. And I think the pandemic made a lot of people aware. You sure. know, when you can't see your grandparents, sure, because you might get them sick. Sure. When you don't have that sense of community, and when you're a teenager, you don't get that sense of community hanging with your parents. Mm. You get that from going to school and and seeing other friends and seeing other people your own age. And I think that sense of community, once we had that taken away from us, it's something that I, I've had a lot of people tell me, I'm still, Lee, I'm still grieving for the old norm. And I've recognized that it's a process. And the problem is I can't figure out the new norm. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 absolutely. And I think the other revelation you've just heard, just given us is that you call yourself Buttercup. That's fantastic, Lee. I like that. <laughs> well, it doesn't work, Ken. <laughs> no, no, I'd like to tell you what I call myself, but I don't think we could say that on over-the-air radio. Okay, so there's a problem. We know there's a problem. There's disengagement. And we know the problem is is multifaceted. There's no quick fix. There's no easy answer. But, uh, you know, my philosophy is if, if you're going to work, even if you're just putting in eight hours, five days a week, a 40-hour day, that that's your time, and that time ought to be important to you, and it ought to be spent in some sort of meaningful way. Well, if it's not, the easy thing to say is, well, go get another job and, and you can, you know, that'll solve everything. You and I both know that doesn't solve it. Uh, what, what is the answer here? How can that, I mean, 32% of full-time employees and part-timers are now engaged. 68% are not, according to this, this Gallup poll. That's an overwhelming figure. How do we go about the process of making that number greater for those who are engaged? How does that work and how should we begin? You know, I think it's such a simple way to begin, and that's just start having conversations, talking to the people, talk to the people that you work with, learn about what they have going on in their life, learn about, you know, recognize them for what they do. And it's so many times when we think of recognition, we think of money. Social recognition is more important, I think, to the younger workers than than it has been in the past but making sure that everybody feels like they're heard and they're appreciated for what they do i mean that in itself and just having conversations about it saying hey could you share with the group you know you did a really great job last week can you share with the group how you what your approach was how you came up with that and being able to reflect in that glory i don't know about you ken but a moment of being able to reflect in glory makes me feel about 10 feet tall. Sure. And motivates you to try and get that same kind of feeling again. But again, that, that kind of falls, it kind of falls back on, on the people that are actually in charge, does it not? I, I mean, I, I it look at all. It absolutely does. Yeah. It yeah. absolutely does. Because, it, you know, there's so many managers that feel like, all I got to do, man, I got to make my numbers. You know, that's all I got to do. Well, how do you make your numbers? You pay attention to the people that help mm -hmm. you make the numbers. You know, like I mentioned earlier, those little life events, getting that new house or getting that new dog or your kid having a being recognized as on the baseball team. Mm -hmm. um, and having a sense of community that, you know, this isn't where you just come and do your job. This is where you come and you, yeah, you work, but you participate. You know what the values are. People care what your mood is. 
that somebody might, your manager might actually say, hey, you know, you look a little down today. Is there anything I can do to help you? Or is there anything that you'd like to talk about? And just maybe you don't have a conversation. Maybe you do. Mm-hmm. But knowing that your manager noticed that you're a little off, that you didn't have that, your energy was low, that you weren't smiling the way you normally do, that means something. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you never know what that will do, not to just that person and how they go about their job, but what it means for them just about how they go along about their life. Totally buy it. Totally get it. Lee Richardson, licensed professional, professional counselor, more important, founder of the Brain Performance Center. Uh, great having you on, Lee. Stay well. We need to hear your voice, okay? Thank you so much. There she is. I ran into a colleague. I, I got to tell this story. I, I, I got, I'll, I'll, I'll protect names and all this, but I ran into a, uh, someone I worked with for many, many years. Bumped into each other this week, and we laughed about a guy uh, that we worked with. And um, this guy thought he was always our, you know, he's going to be our best friend. You know, he was going to, and so he always knew just one thing about you, right? And he would always bring that up. He thought he was doing something great, right? He he always thought it was it was great that he knew one thing about you. But that's all he knew. He knew one thing about you, like you know, he went to Ohio University. Yeah, I did. It was great. Yeah, it was a great school. And every time that we would see this guy, he would say, "Hey." I just saw Ohio University got awarded. Uh, by, yeah, that's great. That's great. But you know, uh, I, 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 I'm really from, from the East Coast. Oh, oh, okay. And then the next time he'd say, yeah, I was just seeing about all that congestion on the, uh, on the East Coast, you know, in the, uh, air, you know, the airports and all that. I go, yeah, but you know, I, I, I spent the majority of my life in Ohio, went to Ohio University, just mixing it up. Um, because it was so superficial that it really didn't mean anything. And so it's a learning process for a lot of us. I spent most of my time not managing. I was not in management capacity in any way, shape, or form. Most of the time, it was just, you know, just getting along and trying to get the camaraderie with those that you worked with as opposed to trying to manage the overall atmosphere. But there are very few people that I've worked for in going on almost 47 years of active working in in this business. Very few people that I've worked for that actually knew how to control an environment, to make it palatable for everybody, to make all voices heard, and to make going into that building where you had to be. There was no remote, where were we gonna do the news from, your basement? I guess up until the pandemic, you couldn't, but when you went into that building, you felt juiced about going into that building. Very, very few. The ability to manage not just a business and how it does productively, but how it is from a culture standpoint is a very tricky thing, and very few people can do it good or well. It's 123 News Radio 700 WLW. Two run Jetson. Deep, and it is gone. You can kiss that baby goodbye. Get the Reds and Guardians today at 2.35 on 700 WLW and 700 WLW's live stream on the iHeartRadio app. 
You know, one of the great things about Little Miami Brewing is their event center. If you haven't seen it, you need, you need to check it out. It is absolutely stunning and has been awarded yet again by the Knot. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're getting married, you know what the knot is. It's been awarded by the knot as the best place to hold a wedding reception. And at that same event center, there are some terrific concerts. In fact, there's one coming up this coming Friday night that could be must-see. The Eagles Project. It's a tribute to one of the greatest bands ever, the Eagles. Tickets available at LittleMiamiBrewing.com. They'll have food and they'll have beer there as well. Tickets start at $25. Check it out, LittleMiamiBrewing.com. And today, check out my favorite place in the world, Little Miami Brewing, in the heart of downtown historic Milford. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of div- account to receive your college basketball parlay boost token. Then, place a college basketball parlay with a minimum four legs using the token. If the parlay hits, you have your winnings boosted. New to BetMGM? Download the app. Sign up now to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Take your shot at making a big win even bigger. Place your four-legged parlay today and boost the excitement of college basketball like never before with the College Basketball Parlay Boost Token. Only at BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter, that Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Tara, quote, My doctor wanted me to do saline rinses for my allergies, but I've never been able to successfully use a neti pot. Navage uses suction power, so it's foolproof. There are nights when I'll have particularly bothersome allergies. I'll bust it out, and the results are immediate. It's such a relief. It's become a lifesaver. Unquote. She's one of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navage, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navage is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life. Guys, this Valentine's Day, give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all. Available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy, sultry, naturally nude pajamas feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie, the texture and touch of these pajamas is so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing to the imagination with naturally nude pajamas. Go to pajamagram.com right now and save 25%. 
Pajamagram will even wrap the whole gift up for free. That's right, 25% off naturally nude pajamas and free gift packaging. Listen, if you missed out on this offer during Christmas, don't make the same mistake twice. But you need to order today because last year they sold out before Valentine's Day. Here's what you do. Go to pajamagram.com right now. That's pajamagram.com. Use code NUDE, N-U-D-E, and save 25% off your order of naturally nude pajamas. Order now. 700 WLW, welcome back. I am Ken Brew. If he were alive today, and tragically he is not, but if he were alive today, George Harrison would be celebrating birthday number 80. George Harrison, the Quiet Beetle. Extremely successful in his uh, post-Beatles career. Probably uh, other than McCartney. McCartney has been very successful. But uh, George Harrison had a lot of success as a as a uh, solo artist. This kind of was his first foray into it. This is from the Beatles' White Album. The album just generally known as the Beatles. But he uh, he composed this song and convinced the Beatles to bring in Eric Clapton to play on it. The uh, first non-Beatle to play on any Beatles song was this song, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And uh, George Harrison, two-time Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, inducted with the Beatles and as a solo artist, born, of course, in Liverpool, and born 80 years ago today. Of course, uh, George passed away about 22 years ago at the age of 58 in Los Angeles from cancer. But uh, an extremely, extremely talented guy and uh, a very diverse guy with the things he was interested in and what he brought into his life. May he rest in peace. Partly cloudy high of 51 today. It is a very nice day for late February tomorrow. Partly cloudy, even nicer with a high of 59. We're at 48 degrees at the Tri-State Severe Weather Station, News Radio 700 WLW. In a moment, it's opening night for FC Cincinnati, a preview of a team that a lot of people think could shock the MLS world. It's all straight ahead after the news on News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. This is the 130 Report. I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now, the coaches at the University of Alabama are standing by their decision to allow basketball star Brandon Miller on the court this weekend after Miller reportedly gave a gun to a now former teammate, which was then used to allegedly murder a young mother in Tuscaloosa. ABC's Rena Roy has more. Alabama head coach Nate Oates says he's taking the incident seriously and maintains his program has done the right thing in keeping Miller on the team. Alabama saying in part that UA Athletics continues to cooperate fully with law enforcement in the ongoing investigation of this tragic situation and that based on all the information we've received, Brandon Miller is not considered a suspect in this case, only a cooperative witness. Now, Miller is considered the number one NBA draft pick this year, and Alabama is in line for the number one seed for the NCAA tournament. Having never reached the Final Four, he's also believed to have given that gun to Darius Miles. Uh, the woman who was killed, 23-year-old Jamea Harris, was killed in Tuscaloosa, 
uh, both Miles and uh, a, na- a man named Davis, Michael Davis, are both charged. Traffic and weather together here on the big one. Got a couple of crashes reported. The first one is on the, uh, well, it looks like it's just disappeared. That's good news. Looks like both of them have cleared up. We'll take that. Uh, taking a look at the flow across the uh, Big Mac Bridge, there is a minor slowdown on the Big Mac, but the rest of the accidents have been cleared. Now, the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. Look for sunshine for today and tomorrow. High of 50 today, near 60 for tomorrow. We're at 47 right now. A group of news organizations are calling on Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, to provide access to thousands of hours of security surveillance video from January 6th. This comes after Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson has said he was given access to over 44,000 hours of video from the Capitol attack. Somebody who attended the recent spiritual revival at a school in Kentucky has the measles and was uncon- it's un- it was unvaccinated and it is continually uh, and highly contagious. The Kentucky, Kentucky Department uh, for Public Health says that those who were at Asbury University on February 18th may have been exposed. Thousands went to that town for kind of a pop-up revival that lasted two weeks long. There's a new record for the second highest scoring NBA ever set last night. The Sacramento Kings taking on the LA Clippers in double overtime, 176 to 175. Reds update. The Reds opened Cactus League play this afternoon. First pitch at 3.05. They'll take on the Guardians in Goodyear. I'm Sandy Collins. Next update at 2 on News Radio 700 WLW. Inspiration grows here. The I am Ken Brew. Well, tonight at TQL Stadium, it is the start of the 2023 FC Cincinnati season. TQL Stadium will be a buzz tonight, and uh, rightfully so, because a lot of people think that FC Cincinnati has the goods this year. Now, they're not picked by a lot of people to win it all. In fact, I've only found one writer anywhere who's picked them to win it all, the shield, as they say. But a lot of people think that what we saw here last year may become the norm in 2023. Will that be the case? Standing by to join us right now is one of the great soccer minds of our time, somebody that understands the beautiful game inside out and knows exactly what it takes to win. In Major League Soccer, he's our good buddy from ESPN.com, Noah Davis. Noah, how are you on this glorious Saturday? I am doing well. Looking forward to the new season. I am too. I'm I'm kind of psyched about this. Now let me ask you first and foremost. The prize is to win it all, right? The prize is to win the shield. The playoff structure in MLS is different this year. They've just made this change in the last seven to ten days. Explain the playoff structure. I don't want to get too far ahead. This is opening night, but if indeed that's the prize, explain the playoff picture if you could to us. Uh, so they're going to have a best-of-three game series in the first round. Uh, in, in the past, it has been – MLS has gone through many, many, many different playoff formats. Uh, mm-hmm. But in the past, it's been – in the recent past, it's just been one-off games. So you have to win one game. Uh, you saw last year Cincinnati beat, beat Red Bull, and then they lost to the Philadelphia Union, who eventually played for the MLS Cup in a heartbreaker. So, you know, you think – they had three games. Maybe they might have won, and then it will revert to uh, the 
the one-offs after the first round. So a little bit of a shakeup. I think uh, you know they're going to play those three games in one week, which could be a lot. I think it will uh, add for some excitement. You know, playing playing the same team three times in one week, you get sure. some bad blood. So I think that will be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and 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 maybe more of a um, of a of a fair way or fair way to de- to determine who gets to move forward. I, I know it puts uh, maybe some teams that are you know not top tier teams. Maybe it gives them more of a chance. But I think that's what you want. You want more of a chance. I'm not sure you want the best team just steamrolling through the rest of the clubs. So at least you've got a chance if you're not one of the top tier teams. Yeah, I think it gets, you know, it gets the teams, gets more teams in the playoffs. Um, I think, you know, it, it puts a little bit of a priority on getting home field advantage and doing better in the regular season because then you get two games at home. Uh, so, so there's that for sure too. But yeah, it gives, it gives everyone a chance. I think, I think it's kind of fun. Like you said, you know, the, the big prize is the supporters shield, which is the, champion of the regular season that's sort of a much more of a european style all of you know the english premier league you have you don't have any playoffs um, but you do see leagues around the world go into playoffs for you know to have that championship to get the the tv revenue and and exciting things like that i think with the new apple deal the new apple tv deal mls is going to be on apple tv now and apple was very excited about an expanded playoff format so i think you saw some of that as well but i think it's nice because it gives the teams you know the regular season to fight for and, and win the shield and then also mls cup which is the champion of the playoffs okay let's look at FC Cincinnati. A lot of uh, people think that this could be um, a surprise team this year. I want your thoughts on FC Cincinnati that had a, uh, a nice run last year. They went through a long unbeaten string, but they didn't really garner a lot of points during that unbeaten string. And a team that, you know, gave us the first playoff win in MLS in, in, in team history. Where do you see this team's strength? Is it in their attacking front, particularly if Brenner is here and happy? I think it is. I mean, you look at, you look at Brenner, you look, look at Acosta, um, and you look at Brandon Vasquez, and those are, you know, arguably the strongest front three, certainly, you know, top three or four strongest front three in the league. They scored a ton of goals last year between the three of them. Um, they, you know, combined for 46 goals and 33 assists. That's a ton of productivity out of your top three. I think to your point, you mentioned Brenner. He was supposed to maybe get transferred to Nottingham Forest in the offseason. That didn't happen. It seems like he's maybe a little unhappy. I think he has been a little mercutial throughout his uh, FCC tenure. So we'll see how the coaching staff handles that. I think if everyone is there and happy, uh, you'll see a lot of production out of the front line. You know, you could also worry that Brandon Vasquez might get sold off as well. He's certainly uh, very valuable scoring goals. He's also certainly valuable you know, he'd probably go for a seven-figure transfer, eight-figure transfer. Um, so are they going to be able to turn down a huge offer that comes in in midseason? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but at least initially that should be a strength. The weakness of this team, everybody knew it last year, is they just gave up goals. I mean, their their defense was a sieve. And they went out this uh, off season, and they brought in, for example, uh, Columbia center back Yersin Mascara. They had brought a right back in, also a Colombian, Santiago Ares. And an Ecuadorian defensive midfielder, Marco Angulo. So I, I, I think they understood that you can have all this great attacking up front, but if you're trying to make comeback after comeback every week, and you're 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 trying, you have to put four goals, five goals in the back of the net to win. That's kind of a fool's game. 
are you are you in, intrigued or are you satisfied because there is a difference with what they did to shore up defensively? I think they made some good good steps. They're also going to have Matt Miazga for the full season as well. He's a center back. And he's a very high quality center back. So I think they definitely made moves to shore up the back line uh, and the defensive midfield. You know, I think as someone who is a neutral, seeing those four to three games is very exciting. Um, I think, you know, as a fan, it's probably a little little tough. A little tough, yeah. Yeah, tough tough to watch the team give up three or four goals a week. Um, But, yeah, this is not going to be a team that is going to, you know, lead the league in fewest goals allowed. I think if they could... Give up. I believe they gave up 56 goals last year. Uh, that's a, that's a ton of goals. If that number could be, you know, in the low 40s, um, low to mid 40s, I think that would be a pretty, you know, a, a good success. And with the attacking power that they're going to have, they're not going to need to win games one nil, um, you know, two to one, something like that. Uh, you know, three two. Like I think you know you don't want to give up three and four goals a game, but if you can get that down to to one, one and a half, that's uh, that's very good considering how much offensive firepower they have. Yeah. Phil, uh, no, and I agree. Uh, if, if you can shave a goal, goal and a half off that, then at least you're giving, you're giving your offense a fighting chance because you could have a great offense every game. You could have tremendous plays, great set set plays, uh, whatever it may be. They don't, the ball doesn't go in the net. That's, that's what happens. And so if you're not forced to get into those kind of shootout situations, I think that's a that's a positive step forward. Philadelphia, I think, is again the best team in MLS. You may disagree. Los Angeles has a good club. Um, is is it wrong to consider Cincinnati? And I, I probably should also put Seattle in that conversation too. I kind of like what Seattle has done. But is it wrong to put FC Cincinnati in the same conversation as the Philadelphia Union or as the Los Angeles Football Club? Or are those clubs so much better than everybody else? I think I would consider them maybe a half tier below the Union and LAFC. Um, you know, I think they were both of those teams were better across, especially across the whole season. Um, you know, I, I think Cincinnati could beat them in a one-off. So you talk about a playoff scenario. I think there's a more a, a higher chance that Cincinnati wins MLS Cup than they would win the Supporter Shield. Um, but you know, I also think they have redone their defensive line if if they get that right you know Cincinnati was very close to being in that elite tier last year I think to the surprise of many I think you talk about the coaching staff gets another season with a lot of a sim- similar guys and improvement um, and you know this is a team that took a huge step forward last year and I don't think there's anything truly preventing them from taking another step forward this year and I think if they do then you are talking about a team that's in that you know, elite upper echelon. I wouldn't put them there right now at the beginning of the season just because we haven't seen them play at all. Um, but, you know, a month into the season, if we're having this conversation, I think there's a, a chance that they could be there for sure. Noah Davis is our guest. He is uh, the soccer guy at ESPN.com. And uh, we're chatting about FC Cincinnati. They open the season tonight at TQL Stadium. And uh, it is uh, Houston that is in town to provide the opposition. You know, there's a lot of controversy about how the MLS is distributing its games this year, Noah, with this Apple uh, TV Plus deal that they've signed. And that's the only place that you can find MLS soccer this year. Uh, We used to have games televised locally here. Uh, We have signed the uh, broadcast crew to the radio broadcasts. 
and they've done a terrific job. Kevin McCloskey, Tommy Galletter, they, 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 they've done play-by-play for FC Cincinnati ever since its inception. So you can hear them on the local radio broadcast here on Fox 1360 tonight. And also on the Apple TV Plus, I think you'll, you'll be able to listen to the radio broadcast as opposed to whatever announcers that might be doing the television broadcast na- uh, nationally. But my point is, is uh, MLS has gone to a subscription service this year. And there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of you know wailing and crying about that, and how difficult it's going to be to watch games. I point to what's going on right now with regional sports networks, and how um, the Bally Sports Group, owned by Diamond Sports, owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, is declaring bankruptcy next month. And just the other day, Warner said that it is getting completely out of um, uh, regional sports television within the next month. I think everything is going to follow what MLS is doing here. Maybe not the NFL initially, but certainly basketball, hockey, college sports, the various conferences. Everybody is going to this standalone streaming boutique kind of service. So, in essence, MLS is kind of a forerunner here, is it not? I think so, yeah. I think Apple is looking at it and saying from their perspective, you know, this is a league that has a good young audience it's not a huge audience but it's it's a thing that we can experiment with and see how the streaming works you know from what i've heard of the quality and seeing the quality of the broadcast is very good just the picture which i think is something that you may not have said about mls broadcasts in the past so i think Mm -hmm. that's a big plus i do think a lot of this you know they're trying to figure out the streaming rights for different sports and i think that a lot of it is going to end up in a similar model as you're saying um you know i certainly I'm sympathetic to the frustrations of, of the change and that it's not the, you know, the, the, the local team from the past. Um, I get that. I do think that MLS and Apple have hired a lot of talented broadcasters and are putting a lot of resources into making the games and the, and the broadcast good. And I think, you know, having the games always on at the same time will be a big advantage um, for building audiences and also for people, you know, organizing their lives and organizing their SEC fandom. Um, So I think there's, that's a positive. I I see a lot of positives with the deal. Um, It's a big swing for MLS. Uh, I think a less big swing for Apple because they have billions and billions and billions of dollars and, you know, billions of iPhones being sold. Um, I I think the network is, is going to be a work in progress for sure. But I think as it, you know, as they roll out new features and I think some of the kind of behind the scenes content and, uh, ancillary content that they're doing in terms of little documentaries and stuff like that is, is pretty cool too if, if they do it right. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity for fans to see more of, you know, more behind the scenes yeah. action from the team as well. So I think that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I bought it. I'm excited about it. I think it's, I think it's, it's the way of the world. And I think it's, if nothing else, I think the production values will be a lot better. And I think they will dive deeper into, the personalities and the mechanisms of the league, which I think has been greatly lacking on all levels, not just locally, but but nationally with MLS. And um, I, I think they're all going that way. I really do. You, if you're a Big East fan, for example, and you like Big East basketball, it's going that way. It's not going to be on these like Fox Sports One or Fox Sports or whatever it may be. You're going to you're going to buy a Big East package, and it is going to be delivered to you, and it will stream. And they're customizing everything to to fans across the country. 
If this, I'm geeked about it. I hope the first game is on here. I think in about two hours, I'm 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 kind of excited to see what I what I get to see. Hey, uh, great stuff, Noah. You stay well, and we will touch base here in just a little bit. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. There he is. No soccer inside out and right side up. It is uh, 151 News Radio 700 WLW. People have always craved entertainment. In 15th century Spain, bullfighting tournaments became a favorite sport of the aristocracy. Mighty rings filled with thousands of spectators who would cheer for the matador to vanquish the massive bull. But sometimes the bull would do the vanquishing. Today, we have something better. Eddie Fingers and Rocky Boyman. They're very entertaining and try to keep the bull to a minimum. Eddie and Rocky. Monday afternoon at 3 on 700 WLW. The real estate market is a tough market to navigate. You need somebody by your side that can help you get the best price for your home and the best value of the home you're going to buy. And that steady hand is Hoding Realtors. They simply get the job done, and they have got some great product for you to look at. Mike and Doug Rolfs, two of their best agents, just listed a desirable ranch in Westwood. And this home features a covered front porch, a newer furnace, and a single car built-in garage. It is not going to last on the market very long. If you're looking in Westwood, that's the place for you. Call Hoding right now at 513-793-4800. And when you do, ask for a free market analysis of your home. 513-793-4800 or on the internet hoding with an e.com on 94.5 FM W233BG Cincinnati 700 WLW welcome back I am Ken Brew great to have you with us on this Saturday coming up 206 will you outlive your money uh, more and more it seems like a lot of people are afraid of that and rightfully so uh, we'll get into whether or not you will or could, and if not, what you could do. Because most important for any problem, right? Most important would be a solution. Anyway, that is coming up in just a couple of minutes. Meanwhile, on this day, on this uh, particular Saturday, we got something to talk about. And that would be a birthday. One of the best rock and roll drummers in the history of rock and roll music has got a birthday today. He's the drummer in this group. One of my favorite groups, the Smithereens. Dennis Dyken co-founded the group. And uh, they had a huge run back in the 80s into the 90s, still making music. I think they were at the Ludlow Garage back in November. Anyway, Dennis Dyken, again, one of the best rock and roll drummers I know, is 66 years old today. Band that got its start all those years ago in New Jersey. Carteret, New Jersey, were where these guys were from. And as I had Dyken on the show, well, before they played at the garage, so it would have had to have been sometime in September of October last year. And we talked about the group and how it survived the death of its lead singer, Five years ago, Pat Denizzo is no longer with us, and yet the band rolls on. They're using Marshall Crenshaw, among others, as their guest lead singer. Here's what he had to say. you got to keep in mind that it is still the essence uh, of the smithereens with Mike, Jim, and myself. We grew up playing together. Mm -hmm. I've known Mike since third grade, Jimmy since high school, and Jimmy and I started playing together 
that first uh, week of high school back in 1971. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that together. And um... with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are planning to record a, a new album next year with both vocalists involved. So we're very of new material. So we're very excited about that. And 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 you have to feel fortunate because anytime the lead vocalist and the guy that did a lot of the writing either leaves a group or in this case, leaves this earth, that's usually the end of the group. I mean, it, it, no, nobody comes back from that, and if they do, it's very rare. So you're kind of on rare turf with this, aren't you? I would say so. And um, again, we're grateful to our audience and our fans who have stuck by with us all these years. I Dennis Dyke is 66 years old today. I love the smithereens. As you know, I'm passionate about sports and music. Here's something else I'm passionate about. It's what I drive. And I drive BMWs from the BMW store right here in Cincinnati. Did you know there's over 350 BMW centers in the United States? There's only one BMW store. Just 10 minutes north of Cincinnati, just off I-71. If you're riding through life, you might as well ride through life in luxury. You'll always find that at the BMW store. Time for the news. News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. A blizzard warning for San Bernardino. This is the 2 o'clock report. I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now. They're just not used to dealing with the snow out there. They are ill-prepared for the ice and heavy snow that fell this week. ABC's Shayla Gerardin is with her news truck, and dozens of other vehicles stuck in the deep snow. We were not able to even get out of our parking spots, and that's with chains, which of course everyone is required to uh, to have at this point up in the mountains. We tried backing out, and there was just no way to get enough traction on this snow. And what you can't see underneath all of this snow is a thick layer of ice. Yeah, we know about ice. The first blizzard warning ever issued by San Diego's Office of National Weather Service is in effect through today. Blizzard warnings are posted for the mountains of L.A. for the first time in over 30 years. Forecasters say snowfall totals could reach five feet in parts of that region, making travel impossible. Meanwhile, closer to home, over a half a million homes and businesses are still without power after Michigan hit by a major winter storm. They're saying electricity may not come back until tomorrow. Traffic and weather together on the big one. No major problems on the highways. Uh, traffic is light to moderate and running on time. Now, the latest forecast from the Advanced Dentistry Weather Center. Advanced Dentistry. It's true. A no-fear dentist experience is possible. Learn more at nofeardentist.com. Sunny weather, high 50 this afternoon. Clear in 35 tonight. And then for tomorrow, a little bit warmer. Sunshine with a high near 60. Right now, 47 degrees at News Radio 700 WLW. Consumer prices up 5.4% last month from a year ago. ABC's Elizabeth Schulze says that this signals more interest rate hikes by the nation's central bank. 
The Federal Reserve now is likely going to have to take a more aggressive stance as it tries to tackle this stubborn inflation. So that means that if you're trying to buy a new home, pay off your credit card balance, the cost of borrowing money could get even more expensive. Mortgage rates are already ticking up. If you're trying to take out a fixed 30-year, $350,000 loan, you're going to be spending about $560 more every month now than at this time last year. Uh, the news sent the Dow, the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq tumbling to end the week. A recent poll shows that most Kentucky voters are against an anti-transgender measure. This proposal would allow the state to overrule a parent's decision to seek certain health care for their transgendered teen. A Mason-Dixon poll shows 71% of Kentuckians that are registered to vote oppose this bill. It's just one of several uh, transgender-related bills for consideration in the General Assembly. Powerball tonight worth $110 million. The drawing at 11 p.m. The Mega Millions on Tuesday is worth $145 million. College basketball, Xavier, the winner over Seton Hall, decidedly 82-60 to 60 yesterday. Kentucky is hosting Auburn at 4 this afternoon. That game on ESPN 1530. Then UC Bearcats will be back in action tomorrow. They'll visit Memphis Sunday afternoon with a tip-off at 2. And the Reds are on today. The home of the Reds, News Radio 700 WLW, kickoff spring training game at 3 p.m. against the Guardians. I'm Sandy Collins. Next update at 2.30, News Radio 700 WLW. 700 WLW Cincinnati. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. 700 WLW, an iHeartRadio station. There are a lot of reasons to go to Little Miami Brewing in the heart of downtown historic Milford, and I will give you one more. There's a brand new beer that's been tapped, and it's a good one. Reverberator. It's a collaboration with Fretboard Brewing. It resulted in this classic German Bach beer, rich and malty. This beer is something you don't want to miss. It is on tap just for a very short a time to celebrate Bachfest. Reverberator. A Doppelbach lager. And while you're there today, you can enjoy the music of Whistle Pigs. They take the stage tonight at 7.30. Tom Stevenson is on stage at 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And, and, try their great pizzas and salads. And on daylight today, you could probably go outside, sit for a while, enjoy as life goes floating on by the Little Miami River. It's Little Miami Brewing in the heart of downtown historic Milford. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Right now, during Staples Cinnathon, select chairs are up to 50% off, like the Union and Scale Essentials Mesh Back Task Chair. Now, w. It's the Craftsman Electric Saturday Afternoon Extravaganza. Craftsman Electric Quality Craftsmanship, it is in your name. Coming up, bottom of the hour, the first Reds exhibition game of 2023. Reds and the Cleveland Guardians, direct from Goodyear, Arizona, right here on 700 WLW. The stock market tanked Friday. Tanked. Uh, the major averages ended the week with their biggest losses in 2023. S&P down almost 3%, worst week since December, December 9th. The Dow fell 3% this week. It's fourth straight losing week. NASDAQ closed 3.3% lower, second negative week in a row. Uh, why? Well, the news uh, was this. The core personal consumption expenditures price index. I'll give it to you again. Personal consumption expenditures price index. To boil that down to terms that you and I can understand, it's the Fed's preferred measure of inflation. 
the Fed's look at this particular metric to gauge inflation. It was up over a half percent in January and over four and a half percent from a year ago, coming in way above what most economists expected. And because of that, the market tanked. And we heard today, just on the news, that inflation is going to be around for a while, which means that interest rates are going to go up. And it means that the price of doing business for you and for me will continue to be a problem, particularly if you're shopping for things like mortgages. And it raises the specter, regardless of how well you have done in trying to ensure your financial future, making sure you have enough money to send your kids to college, for example, or for you to retire. A lot of people are now worried, maybe, the money they've saved that they've been led to believe all along is plenty, that you will have enough money, you will outlive your dollars. Maybe that's not so true anymore. Re retirement balances, like, for example, 401K, they were down 23% last year, 23%. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, what's going on here? And, and, and more important, how can you protect yourself? From the variances of the, uh, the, 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 these, uh, inflation numbers, interest rates, and the, uh, it seems unfettered spending that goes on with our federal government that, in, that, that causes inflation. Gary Sirak has a book, How to Retire, Not Die. Gary's been on the show many, many times. He's somebody that understands money inside out. He is a retirement guru, and it's great to have him back. Gary, how are you on this glorious Saturday? I'm doing well, Ken. Um, and I've been called many things. I'm not your guru, but I like it. I'm good I think with it, that. I, no, no, I think it applies, Gary. I think you're uh, kind of a soothsayer with all of this. Look, I, a lot of people are concerned. They've been saving money, and they've been watching what their 401ks have, have uh, gone through the last couple of years. And they're staring at the cost of living, which, as we just mentioned, is not as rosy a picture as we've been led to believe by news networks and the administration. And people, I think, are starting to get a little scared that their money is not going to outlive them. How do we calm these fears? Well, Ken, I've spent most of the year talking people off of jumping off their first floor ledge, uh, their window. So this is a conversation we've had a lot. And a lot of it is, and I go back to something my father told me 40 years ago when I entered the business. He said, Gary said, what goes up must come down and what goes down will go back up. And, and I believe that. And over my career, I've seen it happen three or four times now where we've had dramatic losses in the market and it's rebounded and inflation's a little bit of a, 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 a wild card because no one fully understands it. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, what took off and, but the, obviously the pandemic and shortages and, but what I'm really realizing is people are very nervous and you're right. And they need to figure out First of all, what can they afford to spend? And they have to start living on a budget again, Ken. And, and I think 
when things were running really well, people just ignored budgets. I, I think budgets are so important in life. I stress them all the time. Uh, I have one of my own. I mean, I just pay attention to what I'm spending my money on. Mm-hmm. And I think people just got really lazy with that or just paid no attention. And now it's going to come back and bite them. So they're going to have to get serious and figure out where do they spend their money on, what's frivolous, what's important. And, and I think that makes a big difference. Uh, you know, I, I, I've heard this from a lot of people. I've, I've heard this from the man that advises me with, with my money and my investments. And that is after a year that we experienced in 2022, that it seems like there's a rebound year in 2023. And he, he points to history as that being a great indicator. Um, I, I like to talk about what the present day is and how we're living in times now that are not necessarily Oh, after a bad year comes a good year, or in an election year, it tends to be better because the party in power wants to stay in power. How much of history needs to be discounted right now? It seems to me that there's a good there's a good suggestion a lot of it should be. I, I think some of it has to... I think inflation's a, a huge factor in that, and I think it's going to make this year very different than most rebound years. I just don't see that, and I don't see the high bounce back up at all. I think it's going to be a much more gradual climb. And, and quite frankly, I think when the Fed stops raising interest rates, this becomes a different conversation, Ken. We'll have a whole different one then, because when that occurs, all of a sudden things level out, and then people really can say, oh, okay, I've survived this, mm-hmm. and then the market starts going the other way, and, and their 401k starts to look a lot better. And again, the other thing is, I think people were so aggressive with their money when things were good, and I've always found that to be the case. They just think it's Nirvana, Disneyland, or whatever, and it's always going to be wonderful, and it isn't. And that's why diversification in your portfolio is so important. Yeah. I, I can't stress that enough. And being conservative is not a bad thing, uh, that, at least in my world. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. When the, when the interest rates stop rising or the increases stop, then we'll know what the leveling off point is and maybe everybody can take a deep breath. I think the problem is, is nobody knows, and, and, and in fairness, in, in the past nobody knew, when that, when that would cease. But we keep hearing that to get inflation down to around two percent, you've got to you've got to keep raising these rates until and if it gets down to that level. The Fed is going to raise interest rates again. They, they've already said that. How aggressive they're going to raise them, I don't know. You don't know. No one knows at this point. But it's going to happen. Uh, Jerome Powell, who leads the Fed, says he doesn't anticipate any rate cuts in 2023. And so this great uncertainty exists right now. So we can all get conservative, spend less money, go out to eat less, uh, maybe not buy that new car in, in 2023. But I think it's that uncertainty that's got a lot of people just, you know, with a tight grip in their stomach. And uh, I understand about conservative. What would you, and I'm not, and, and, and I, I know you're in the business to make mis- business for people that are going to you for financial help. Totally get that. Not asking for free advice. I'm asking just for a little bit of calmness here. What do we do? Yeah, I, Well, I don't mind free advice either, Ken. Been doing it my whole life. Good. It Who are I investing? Give me some stock tips here, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> 
So <laughs> here's here's my my spin on this. So I look at this and I say to myself, I I know kind of what I spend every month. I have a pretty good grip on what my expenses are. I also know what on my part is you know go out to dinner. So we go out to dinner last weekend. We're out twice because of we're meeting friends for dinner. Both mm-hmm. places we went were absolutely packed. Prices were higher than I can ever remember, and and the bar was booming. And I know the drinks were more expensive than I ever could remember. And I'm looking around saying, okay, I know we're having inflation. I know we're in a recession, although they say we're not really in it, but I think we're in it. Sure. And, and I know the stock market's not cooperating, and yet this place is absolutely mobbed. And it was. It was, you know, just wall-to-wall people. So people are dropping money, and, and I'm hoping that, if those are the people dropping money, they better have a pretty good grip on what they really are spending and where they are. What I am seeing is savings accounts are dwindling, and I'm seeing that. But I, we do a lot of life insurance business. I will tell you, we're not getting a lot of policy loans. That's a good sign. And I think even our 401k loans, we, we have a lot of 401ks. Uh, we're not Fidelity, obviously, but we, we write a lot of them, and we're not getting bombarded with loans from those either. So I look at that and I say, okay, that's a really good sign that maybe people are managing this a little bit better than, than that article said. The other thing that I think is a factor is if you're conservative and you haven't made terrible decisions, when the market does reverse, this is going to make a difference. The problem is I don't know when that's going to happen, and I think you're very right. I think this is going to be a very slow comeback because I just don't see anything positive that's going to drive it up except when the Fed starts leveling out interest rates. As soon as they say, hey, we're not going to raise interest rates again, this changes. And And he is so far from saying that. I mean, everything I read. That's just not on his agenda right now. Yeah. Gary Surek, our guest, he has written several books. If Your Money Talk, What Secrets Would It Tell? His latest book, How to Retire and Not Die. And we've talked with Gary many times about having a plan when you retire, not just going cold turkey, hey, I quit. Uh, I'm just going to you know, put my feet up on the, on the couch for the rest of the, uh, the time that I'm on earth and everything will be fine. Um, that's obviously not what he would suggest. Um, so more conservative rough water ahead but i do think it will eventually this too will end this too will end i think that's important to point out too gary is that there will be a time when it is who knows but there will be a time when the waters come back to calm i i i i am almost convinced that will happen do you oh i i'm a hundred percent in agreement with you well, one thing i will say in in these rising interest rates there's a really rare opportunity that most people aren't aware of and that is the insurance companies, and you know, you can either like insurance companies or not, but what they're doing now, there are some immediate annuities, and please make sure people understand immediate annuities are very different than most of the ones that people are buying, but immediate annuities pay a guaranteed return. And right now I'm seeing the highest immediate annuity, annuity return I've seen in 10 years, 12 years, maybe 15. I, I can't believe the numbers. So for people who are, you know, have their money stashed and not earning anything somewhere, they can really take the opportunity and say, okay, this is an advantage that I didn't have. I can take the money I have, some of it, and I would never put all of it in, of course. But you could take some money, throw it into that product, and guarantee an income for the rest of your life. And if you're married, a spouse, and if not, you're going to get more money. But the point is, there are some positives to this that people have totally overlooked. Uh, if you're buying a house, not good. If you're, you know, doing some things that you have a lot of credit card debt, real bad. But if you're sitting on money in the bank and or somewhere and it's not doing much, um, that's a really valuable product. 
and it works. And the beauty of it is there are no fees on it as far as the way the ones I know of, and there's no physicals or anything. You just get a check every month, much like Social Security, Ken. It's a pretty cool product, and it's one that is totally overlooked right now. Immediate annuities. I'm writing this down even as you speak because I write down everything you say, and that's why I like having you on the show, Gary. Good stuff. Gary's based here in Ohio, so he's got these these good mid Midwest sensibilities. You're up north there, Gary. Are, are you uh, okay? I mean, the air, the water, and all that, what's been going on in East Palestine, are you okay? Yeah, we are. It, it's been such a bizarre time as far as that goes, and and you just don't know what to really understand what's really going on. And I've read so many different articles and heard so many different things. It's very confusing to know what actually yeah. is happening I, other than it's really bad. That part I get. Yeah. But how bad it is or what's going on. Yeah, we're fine. We're about an hour and a half away from East Palestine, maybe an hour and change. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of turmoil and chaos. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you just look and shake your head and say, how does this happen? And, boy, I have no idea, but I know we weren't prepared. Yeah. All right. Well, stay well. We need to hear your voice, Gary. And thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. And always a pleasure. By the way, your Reds are playing my guards. It should be fun. Oh, yeah. I, uh, my favorite <laughs> thing is this is my favorite time of year. This is when spring happens for me, Ken. When those guys start meeting up, I say, okay, I there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So. You got that right. You got that right. Thanks, Gary. Stay well. Have a good day, Ken. Thanks. Gary Sirak. Conservative, conservative, conservative with your money. That's the way to do right now. Don't put your head in the sand, but don't go out and do something crazy. This too shall pass. 221 News Radio 700 WLW. Hey kids, it's time for another story from Uncle Willie's Big Book of Great Americans. Today, it's Harry Stevens. He was in charge of the ice cream and soda concessions for the New York Giants. During the cold games in April, sales were slow. So Harry decided to sell hot sausages and put them in buns. Bingo! Harry had invented the hot dog. So next time you enjoy a steamy weenie, thank Harry Stevens, a great American like me. You can be a great American, too. Listen to Bill Cunningham, Monday at 12 noon on 700 WLW. There are many, many choices to make when it comes to partnering with a real estate firm. I'm telling you, Holding Realtors is the firm that can get it done. They've been in business in our area over 30 years, and they're ready to go to work for you. Are you looking? Well, let me just tell you this. They have a terrific, it's a coveted piece of property, a no-step condo into an elevator building in Bridgetown. It's in mint condition. The second floor unit has modern hardwood flooring in the living room and dining room, updated kitchen cabinets, new carpet in the bedroom. This one will be gone in a hurry. If that's something that interests you, call Hoding right now, 513-451-4800. And when you call, ask for a free market analysis of your home. 513-451-4800 or on the internet holding with an e.com welcome back to the festivities yeah back in 1984 on this date van halen started a five-week number one run with this yes 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 david lee roth and van halen David Lee Roth wrote the lyrics of this song after watching a news report about some dude that was up on a ledge and trying to commit suicide. And Roth said, you know what everybody on the ground is saying? 
So he came, that's the way he wrote this, what the idea was. Um, Eddie Van Halen had the riff, the uh, organ riff on this, and the rest of the band didn't, they didn't really think it was all that great. And they said, what? No. And so they stashed it away, and as they were putting together uh, the uh, album 1984, their producer, a guy named Ted Templeman, needed a couple of songs to finish the album out. And he said, what else you got? And he said, well, I got this little riff here. And, uh, you know, guys like uh, Michael Anthony and Alex Van Halen, they're listening to this. They're thinking, no, not this again. But, 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 but Roth listened to this. And he says, I think I can get some lyrics. So they go ahead and they give it to Roth. He comes up with the lyrics. And all of a sudden, they got themselves a number one hit. Number one hit on a song that the band really didn't like to begin with. On a topic that I don't know what David Lee Roth was thinking, but he wrote it. And it started a five-week run at number one back in 1984 on this date. I'm Casey Kasem. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. So there you go. Partly cloudy, nice today. High of... 51. That's what they're saying. A high of 51. And looky there. We have reached our high for the day. It is 51 degrees. My goodness, when you reach your high, isn't it the best? Uh, tonight, partly cloudy and cooler, low 32. And tomorrow, downright nice with a high of 59. 51 degrees at the Tri-State Severe Weather Station News Radio 700 WLW. Back in tomorrow, Sunday morning sports talk. A lot to get to and a short time to get to it. Beginning at 9, uh, we'll have uh, DJ Schweitzer to help analyze tonight's FC Cincinnati opener. Dan Zimborski from Fangraphs.com on the real projections for your Cincinnati Reds. Dallas Robinson from the Pro Football Network. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. And Brad Spielberger from ProFootballFocus.com. There is the guest list that ought to keep you captivated for three hours on a Sunday morning or so, we hope. Now stay tuned. Because it's time for the first Reds exhibition game of 2023. Tommy Thrall, the cowboy in the Dave Armbruster-fueled broadcast, is about to take over now on the home of your Cincinnati Reds, 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Telling residents it's something she has never seen before. With the 230 Report, I'm Sean Gallagher. Breaking now, as Norfolk Southern continues to clean up the site where, it re- where its train derailed in East Palestine three weeks ago, leading to hazardous chemicals it was carrying being released. Residents have been worried about their health as well as the water and air quality in the Ohio Village. A well-known environmental activist was there Friday night demanding more testing as she questions the current findings that the air and water are safe. Erin Brockovich addressing a town hall with residents of East Palestine to discuss concerns after the fiery train crash that spilled toxic chemicals onto the town. I have never seen anything in 30 years like this and the situation happening in East Palestine. Joining Brockovich on stage, Texas attorney Mikhail Watts. What happened to you is a course of conduct that is repetitive, entirely preventable, Rockovich's legal associates looking to represent residents seeking damages against railroad operator Norfolk Southern. Dave Packer, ABC News. 
Now the latest traffic and weather together and checking the major interstates and highways right now. Not seeing any new reports of accidents at this time. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. Some sunshine this afternoon with temperatures reaching the low 50s. Tomorrow we're dry and sunny again with temperatures in the mid to upper 50s. And then Monday we're actually in the 60s with chances for showers, maybe even a few storms. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning Meteorologist Cameron Harden on News Radio 700 WLW. Sunshine right now, our current temperature 51 degrees. A shooting overnight and over the Rhine sends a man to the hospital. It happened around 1230 on Walnut Street near East Liberty. As several streets were reportedly shut down for an investigation, police not releasing many details at this time about the victim's condition or possible suspects. After making their first MLS Cup playoff appearance last season and getting to the quarterfinals, FC Cincinnati set to begin its 2023 campaign tonight. When they host the Houston Dynamo, kickoff from TQL Stadium is at 7:30 on Fox Sports 1360. College basketball: Kentucky at Auburn later this afternoon, or Kentucky hosting Auburn this afternoon. Tip off at four on ESPN 1530. On Friday, it was announced that the Cincinnati Reds and iHeartMedia were extending News Radio 700 WLW as the flagship of the Reds Radio Network through 2027. Since 1969, WLW has served as the flagship of what is today Major League Baseball's third largest radio network among 30 clubs, with 115 affiliates in seven states. The Reds' opening Cactus League action is to take on the Guardians and Goodyear this afternoon. The inside pitch is coming up next. With first pitch at 3.05, Brandon Williamson will get the start for the Reds. Our next update is after the game. I'm Sean Gallagher, News Radio 700, WLW. The following is a special sports presentation on 700 WLW. This is Cincinnati Reds baseball. That's way back. It's gone. Oh, my goodness. What a catch. Gone. Deep gone, it's out of right field. This is 700 WLW, the home of the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds are on the radio. This is the RNL Carriers Inside Pitch, brought to you by AE Door and Window Company. They sell the best and service the rest. Brandstetter's Kangaroo, celebrating over 25 years as your hometown roofing expert. Twin Peaks in Florence and Westchester. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Bud Herbert Motors, Cincinnati's hometown equipment dealer. Delta Dental, building healthy, smart, vibrant communities for all. DeltaOH.com. And by RNL Carriers, expedited services. When you need overnight or second day shipping, visit RLC.com to learn more. The Reds are on the radio. Now, the inside pitch on 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. After a disappointing 2022 season, the slate is wiped clean, and the Reds are looking forward to much better things here in 2023. And it all begins today with the Cactus League opener between David Bell's Cincinnati Reds and Terry Francona's Cleveland Guardians. And welcome to the RNL Carriers Expedited Services Inside Pitch on 700 WLW. I'm Dave Armbruster. When you need overnight or second day shipping, visit rlc.com to learn more. This afternoon, lefty Brandon Williamson makes the start against Cleveland. It was just about a year ago when Williamson came to the Reds in a trade that sent A. Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker to Seattle. He started 14 games at AA last season, going 5-2 and two with a 4-14 ERA for the Chattanooga Lookouts. After being sent to AAA Louisville, 
He went 1-5 with a 4.07 ERA in 13 starts for the Bats. Coming up, you'll hear from the 24-year-old plus the stat of the day and a Hall of Fame highlight. This is the RNL Carriers Expedited Services Inside Pitch on 700 WLW. Inspiration grows here. The Cincinnati Home and Garden. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.